Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's time for the Garden Wise Show here on Legends 810 with your favorite Garden Wise guys. That's me, Jim Borland, and Keith Lunk over there. Good morning. And we do have a good morning here this morning. The sun is finally coming up. Uh, we have we have dawn approaching. Dawn who? Da- <laughs> Rickles. <laughs> dawn, you know, that guy in Hawaii that sings uh, Tiny oh. Bubbles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Don Ho. Yeah. Went by his restaurant once. Did you? Or I think it was a restaurant. Yeah, it was. Oh, he's long been gone, but yeah, I, the, the name is still there. I should say, I was disappointed in in several ways, but our latest trip to Hawaii. I mean, you want to go there, and you want to be immersed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the reasons we go. We want to be immersed in this tropical wilderness, <clears throat> and you want to hear Hawaiian songs on the radio couldn't find any anywhere is that right none zero i was surprised why do you suppose that is i have i have, well i uh, <clears throat> coupled with the uh, the uh, the tv announcers on tv news at night mm-hmm. none of them are wearing tropical shirts all in, sh- in shirt and suit and tie and you know it's like being back here in denver well why yeah. go <clears throat> and before we go, so you were, wanting the you wanting the weather girl to wear a coconut bra? I, <laughs> that would have been a, would have been a welcome change. I'll tell you. <laughs> Come on, there are more people here in Denver wearing tropical shirts than we're on TV on, in Hawaii. <laughs> okay, all right. That sounds like me. a first world problem to me. <laughs> oh dear. <clears throat> Hey, we're going to do a garden show. That's what we're really here for, not to chat our heads off. The garden show works by you calling in and giving us a question about your gardening experience. Good, bad, or indifferent, doesn't matter. We'll talk about it right here on Legends 810. And here's the phone number to get in here and talk at us. 303-477-2473. I've done my work. Your turn. Oh, all right. <laughs> what have you got blooming in your yard right uh, now? Manzanitas. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? No, nothing else is blooming. Why Although not? Things are coming up. I think yeah. I saw a hyacinth poking up out of the ground. Okay, I'm expecting so some I, crocus I, any day. I piled snow on top of it. That'll show it. Yeah, <laughs> really. You take a hammer and pound it back in the ground. I don't want it to be coming up too soon. They can do <laughs> that sometimes. Get up too soon and then get hit with a frost. And turns all the flowers kind of yucky brown. Yeah, yeah. Well, that happens here. It does. But crocus don't seem to mind. They can no. come up this and bloom and then have snow on top of them, and they're still fine. I think a freeze solid, like pansies or yeah. violas. They can just freeze solid, and then as soon as they thaw, they look fine. Like nothing ever happened. And I have some violas blooming, hellebores, lamanzanitas, like you mentioned. I think that's it. Yeah. I haven't seen any snowdrops yet. 
And I, I keep seeing, you know, <coughs> Mike and Caniote mm-hmm. and people posting snowdrop pictures. Yes. Well, I'm going to go dig them up <laughs> and move them to my yard because I don't understand why they have snowdrops now yeah. already you and have for, have for a month. I know. I, well, you could go to their house now, now that they're showing and take your shovel with you. Yeah. And just borrow some. Borrow? Yeah. Or, or take some ones that you have and, and oh, replace them. Or rent some. Yeah. But there's a, apparently a, a strain or two of those that do bloom very early. Some of them bloom in the, in the fall. fall. Yeah. I want some of those. <clears throat> yeah, I do too. And I've been meaning to write the name of them down so I can order some through Bob Catalog someplace. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that yet. I got my Brent and Becky's catalog. Yes, I did too, and ordered way too much. Did you? <laughs> You've already ordered, huh? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still trying <coughs> to mark the ones that I really, really want, and then I go through and, and thin it down, and then I thin it down yeah, again. I, I do that too, and then I just put it aside and forget about it. <laughs> I wait until next year, but this year I I went all out. But look, uh, I should buy? be getting <coughs> colocasias and alocasias. Okay, a bunch of them. Well, I did, I did some research because of our conversation last week yes. about what's the difference. Mm-hmm. What uh, is? Well, uh, what I'm growing are primarily alocasias. Yes. Because they have the upright pointing yeah. leaves. Yeah. And they create a stalk. Yes. Like a trunk-like <coughs> stalk yes. at the base. Whereas the colocasias have more like a caladium-type <coughs> leaf where the leaf points down. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's more of a bulb. More of a bulb or tuber kind of yeah, a thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And I find that the alocasias are much more vigorous, faster hmm. growing, hmm. can take more abuse. Um, I have, I'm having troubles keeping the colocasias alive. Hmm. So I'm switching my uh, attention to alocasias. <laughs> now, is that the technical difference between the two i have no idea but that's what i saw because because <laughs> most things are separated on flower ca- characteristics yeah yeah and now that's going by the board and it's going to be determined by genotypes okay and i don't have the equipment to test that Not my i don't have genotype <laughs> vision i don't either there's big machines that do that anymore. Yeah. well you know probably in 10 years it'll be a phone app or next week. <laughs> <coughs> I was amazed when they were when they were trying to determine what the uh, what the DNA profile looked like for human beings, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was done by hand. It was very very tedious oh, yeah. work. Yeah. And then some smart people got together and they get, they developed machines that would do all of that work mm-hmm. in seconds. In seconds, yes. And it still took a long time because it's it's a you know it's a long DNA molecule. Oh yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, and now they're doing that with, with other things as well. I suspect they're doing the same thing with plants. Well, I still think back in the days when I was in college, and you'd see these computer rooms with tape reels <coughs> and flashing yeah. lights. And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just fill up entire rooms. That's right. And they couldn't do nearly what our phone can do. What a phone can do today. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, It's amazing. It, now we can't do much of that because the... We have a chips shortage. Well, my mine's got all its chips. Does it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chocolate and otherwise. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, we've got a phone call. 
Yay! Right now. That means that other people can still call in. We've got three <laughs> open lines, uh, 303-477-2473. And Darlene did that, and she must have done it perfectly because she's on the screen right now ready to go. Good morning, Darlene. Hello, Darlene. Hello, Darlene. I'm not, I'm not hearing anything, Sean. Sean's scratching his head. Yeah. Darlene, hang on there. We'll figure this out. Yeah, now he's scrunching his eyes. Now he's making a phone call, <laughs> calling the tech, the <laughs> tech rep. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see what happens. In the meantime. I have to announce. Yes. And if you want to go on to Facebook, our Facebook page, which is the Garden Wise Guys. That is the name of it, isn't it? The Garden Wise Guys. Or is it the Garden Wise Show? It's one of the two. One of the two. Yeah. Anyway, go. you only have to type in like three of those those letters and it'll come up yeah just type in the garden wise yeah boom yeah there we are anyway uh i have posted pictures and it'll be the first you'll be among the first in the world to see pictures of two brand new echinaceas one of which isn't even hasn't even been released yet is that the one that doesn't even have a name it's just got numbers that's got a number yeah and if you're keeping track it's nr21019 it was a beautiful color. And it's going to be released in week 20. Week 20, okay. Yes. That's what greenhouse growers do use anymore is week numbers. Right. Not not the day and the month of the year, but week numbers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's when that's coming out. When is the 20th week of the year? I don't I don't know offhand. Well, let's see. That sounds like it'd be toward the end <coughs> of March. Be the 20th week. So we got four weeks in a month. Oh, so yeah. five months. So five, five months. Five, five months. months. Sometime yeah, so in June. Sometime in May or June. May or June, yeah. Anyway, you'll, it'll be out, and and within five or ten years, it'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> and by then, it will be obsolete. Anyway, this new new one that we're talking about is um, is red, but it's kind of a almost a fluorescent red. It's May 16th it'll be out, so mark your calendars, people. And uh, it was very pretty, upright, uh, pe- pedal straight out, and even cupping up a bit, it seems. I'm not a big fan <coughs> of echinacea. I keep trying to grow it, yeah. and it keeps <coughs> flipping me the finger. <laughs> I've grown a bunch of them. I kind of gave up because they kept getting infected with um, aster asters, yellows. Aster yellows yeah. yeah, yeah. I did dig one out last year. There's yeah. nothing you can do about that. No. No, and w- what you can do is learn what it looks like immediately, mm-hmm. rather than wait, thinking, "Oh no, it's going to come out of that." No, <laughs> no. it's not going to come <laughs> it doesn't out. Doesn't come out. It doesn't outgrow it. <laughs> no, and the other one has uh, been. It has I been guess released. You could give it some ivermectin. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> 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 that depends on your political persuasion. Um, yeah, the other one's called Sundial Zenith. It's a very pretty yellow. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll watch for those. Yep. So anyway, that brings our number up to 744. Now, having said that, keep in mind that a garden center cannot stock 744 varieties of echinaceas. <laughs> they have to make choices. They and do. if they stock 10 varieties, yeah, that's, a big that's a lot. Yeah, it is. So keep that in mind when you're out there so, looking for these well, things. Well, the thing to do then is you have to go around to all the garden centers and start collecting them all. Because they won't all have the same ones. That's true. And all you, right. And you may have to go to surrounding states as well. 
Okay, I think we're I think we're ready to talk to Darlene. Okay, good morning, Darlene. Good morning. Hey there, Hello. how are you this morning? Good, thank you. What can we do I'm for you? Calling about my front yard locust tree that's been on the property probably since it, the house was built about 30-some years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to have some yellow sap <clears throat> bubbling out of branches. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I just okay. don't know why. So I'm calling to ask, if does it need more water? Does it need something else? That and, is and usually And now some the... branches are, like, now not not blooming. They're just not flowering. They just did nothing. Okay. Uh, it's been my experience with my own locust tree that um, drought conditions can cause that that sapping out on the branches. But there is also a disease that can uh, that can cause the same thing. Doesn't uh, thyronectra do the same thing, Jim? Thyronectra certainly does that. Yep. Yeah. And now, typically, when it's just a drought-induced sap, it, it's a very light yellow, almost clear, almost colorless sap. Um, if it's the thyronectria, from what I've seen, it's usually a darker amber color. Okay. And if it's thyronectria, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it, once it's in the tree, it's there. You can't get it out. Uh, it, the tree will eventually die over time, um, and all you can really do is remove the dead branches as they occur. And, and then at some point in time, the tree will be so chopped <laughs> up that you'll decide to take it out. Um, but it, I, it, would be a, it would be worthwhile to have a knowledgeable arborist come out and check and just to make sure, confirm what it is that's going on with yours. Okay. Could I just water it more and see if that goes away? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it won't hurt anything by any means. Okay. Except that if it's going to be a dead tree, why am I watering it? Well, <laughs> yeah, and the arborist will be able to tell you that. Okay. And, uh, you know, you can keep uh, one with thyronectria bacteria, right, <clears throat> Yeah, in, in, the, in the tree. And it, you can keep it alive for a couple of years, but like he said, after some point you look up and say, there's too much dead in it. It's time, to go. it's time for it to go. It's not going to come back from it. Okay, it's not, it's not sure what it is. Well, what I, I would recommend is you give um, – oh, uh, there's a company called Bartlett Tree <laughs> Experts. Oh, like the pair. Yes, yes. like the pair. Yes, exactly. they've been around forever. They ha- and they know exactly. I mean, I usually call and talk to Constance, but uh, you know, they ha- they have really good people who can diagnose these things. And and if it's something that they can treat for, then they'll let you know. But as I recall, don't hold me to this. But as I recall, they will come out and give you uh, kind of a free. Evaluation. Evaluation, yeah. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm just uh, not able to take in a a slice of it to the local extension, which is what people usually say to do with your your, your plants if you have questions. Sometimes, especially with big trees, it's best to have somebody come out and, and, because if you can look at the whole tree, where it's growing, how it's growing, what's around it, all those different things, uh, that helps bring a more accurate diagnosis to the overall problem. Okay. I appreciate your time and knowledge and wisdom. Thank you very much. You're Thanks welcome for calling, very much. Darlene. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. And in case anybody hasn't brought in their begonias or coleuses from outside, <laughs> leave them out there. <laughs> okay. They won't do them any good.
they're gone. Mine are growing like crazy. Yeah, but not outside. Inside, under yeah. lights. Yeah. And I ordered some more LED lights. Some light bars, as they call them. Four-foot bars. Uh, I have a couple of T5 fixtures that the, the um, ballasts have gone out on. Oh, yeah. And you can buy T5 replacement plug-and-play LED tubes mm-hmm. that don't require a ballast. Yeah, that's nice. So I can just take the ballasts out. Hopefully I wire them back together <laughs> properly. <laughs> and plug them in and watch and make sure there's no fires. Yeah. Have you got so many lights in your cellar now? Do you get a tan while you're working down yeah. there? <laughs> that special glasses. <laughs> wonder if they make LEDs in <clears throat> an ultraviolet. So you, get, so you could get a tan. I wonder. You'd have to wear special glasses, of course. I know. No, I wouldn't want that. Okay. I wouldn't you want that. You get UVA and UVB lights. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I see something coming on. Yeah. Well, what what kind of lights do they use in uh, tanning booths? I have no idea. Sean can find out. Yeah, look that up, Sean. Sean's going to work on that for yeah. us. Yeah. He's a, he's right. our Wikipedia guy. But I'm I'm finding that the uh, uh, there's a the company I order from and there's so many companies you can order from on LED lights, but yep. the one I researched and was recommended by a lot of other people who have been growing under LEDs for a long time, so I sort of respect their opinion. There's a company called Barina, B-A-R-R-I-N-A. And it's remarkable how affordable they are. They're getting cheaper, that's for sure. Yeah. First ones that came out, man, they were expensive. Holy Moses. I just ordered I just ordered a, a uh, eight eight of the four foot bars mm-hmm. with all the connected rolls that you yeah. stick them together and daisy chain them and hang yeah. them up and everything. 80 bucks. Mm, that's not bad, I don't think. No, so it's those, not. So for those tanning beds, they yes. use fluorescent bulbs that emit mostly UVA with smaller doses of UVB. Huh. Fluorescent can do that, huh? Yeah, the, UV, uh, the UVA radiation is up to three times more intense than the UVA in natural sunlight. And even the UVB intensely may approach the bright, like as bright as the sun. Hmm. So there you have it. Yeah, you don't want you, you don't want to stand under those all that long. <laughs> I mean, I have an oven at home. I could just use that. Just make sure you put some cucumber slices on your eyes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and, you, and you got some, some lemons, coconut, <laughs> ba- ba- baby oil. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> if you start to smell something that smells good. Yeah, you're in there too long. Yeah, that's your flesh burning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> Let's see. I, oh, seed catalogs, they're coming in. Oh, yeah. I got a pile on my desk I haven't looked at yet. Oh, really? <clears throat> oh, yeah. What are you getting? I, I don't know. I you haven't looked at them yet. I, <laughs> I ordered some, and get this, castor oil beans. Okay. Of various varieties. Oh. Some of these, you know, get 10 feet, 12 feet tall. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and some uh, <clears throat> decorative sunflowers. Okay. The yeah. giant ones or yeah, the well, shorter ones? Needs only get to be six feet tall. Okay. They probably branch out. Yeah, they branch out and have uh, anything but yellow flowers on them. Okay. 
I am going to see if I can find <coughs> some tetrapanics seeds. Ooh, good luck. Yeah? <coughs> I mean, you can. Yeah? But keeping it alive outdoors is something else. Well, I had to bring it in for the winter. Oh, okay. Like I do my banana and my plumeria. Yeah. And my pretty leaves. Allocation. Yeah, there's tetrapanics. I, what's, I have no idea what the common name is. I don't either. Uh, but pretty leaves on it. They grow it a lot in, in the U.K., they the grow a lot of stuff, especially southern UK. Yeah, they can in certain areas they can grow it outside year round, and it yeah. becomes a tree. Yes. What else could I could they grow? They can they can grow akuba outside. Oh yeah, they can do that in Seattle. No big Pyrus deal. Pyrus. Yeah. Anthus. And oh boy, wish we could grow and that there. Like a bazillion different kinds of rhododendrons, which makes me sick. Yeah, it does. I'm, oh well, I'm just sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm starting keep to in mind, keep in mind there are things that we can grow here that they can't. <clears throat> yeah. I dare you to grow rabbit brush. So there. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> or a patchy plume or fern bush. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, back out to the phones. What time is it? Oh, we, we should take. <clears throat> no, okay. we, can, we can roll on. We can roll on with Bob. Good morning. Thank you for calling the Garden Wise. Guys, what can we do for you? Hey, Bob. Hello, Bob. Bob. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. What can we do for you today? Uh, I got a question about uh, elephant's ear plant. Mm-hmm. And it uh, on the back side of the leaf, it gets like uh, little white spots about the size of a baby. And it's, uh, I can't figure out what that is. It it's, uh, looks like a little small cotton ball. Oh. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. No, that's that's mealy bug. That's mealy bug. That's a mealy bug. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and okay. What what do you have in your arsenal of insecticides that uh, in your on your shelf right now? You uh, I have the uh, myocide insecticide and uh, the three. three oh, the, th- the three in one from Bayer. Yeah, three in one. Okay, that'll work perfectly. Okay. Yeah, so. spray that on. But uh, I'll, you know, spray the back side of the leaves, and then uh, the the stems of the leaves, and then all the way down to the soil level. Make sure everything gets a good soak. And oh, I, okay. I I learned today that our temperature may be sixty degrees today. You're kidding. And you could take that plant outside and spray the living daylights out of it. Oh, okay. And, and let I it gotcha. let it drip down the stems to where the stems attach to the to the main part of the plant. Oh, I would, okay. I would I would soak the whole thing every yeah. square inch that you could find cuz those mealybugs will hide in every crease and crevice and all you have to do is leave one of them alive and they'll be back. I got gotcha. you. And while you're doing that, look at the plants next to it. Cuz they may oh. have it too. Okay. Yeah, I've got a couple next to it, so All righty. That's all I need. Okay. All right. That should, that should work. And if you do take it outside to spray it, make sure you bring it in before nightfall. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. As <laughs> soon as the sun starts going down, boy, the temperature drops in the wintertime. They perhaps. don't like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to do that myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Thank you, you, Bob. Thanks for the call. <clears throat> I should, I should check my I should check my plants for mealy bug. I, I'm I'm sure some of them have it. 
because they had it last summer, and I sprayed the living daylights out of them three or four times. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm never sure that they get everything. All right, we have to take a little break. We're going to come back and talk about whatever it is you want to talk about at the following phone, number 303-477-2473. All of that which occurs right here on Legends 810. Many of us in Colorado start our spring gardens indoors during the winter months. But instead of using plastic six-packs, choose an eco-friendly alternative with botanical interest recycled paper pots. Made from 100% recycled food-grade paperboard, these paper pots are super simple to use. Just pop them open, fill with soil and seed, and when you're ready to transplant out in your garden, tear the perforated bottom away and place directly in the ground. No root disturbance and no transplant stress. The paper pot biodegrades right in the garden bed for a zero-waste solution to seed starting. They also provide a convenient way to share your seedlings with friends and other gardeners. They come in three sizes, and you can find them at garden centers across the country and online at botanicalinterest.com. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home, Saturday morning at 930. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 930 to 1030 on Legends. It's time to fall in love all over again. Valentine's Day is Monday, February 14th. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we deliver romance. Surprise her at work on Friday and impress her coworkers. Or start the weekend off with a special delivery at home for the weekend celebration. We have just the thing to take her breath away. Send beautiful roses in shades of red and pink or a colorful spring mix of garden flowers. It's easy to give a gift of nature. Order online at www.lafayetteflorist.com and see all of our Valentine specials. Call us and speak with one of our floral specialists or stop by. We're open daily. Spread the love. Don't forget a friendly bouquet for Valentine's Day or a special floral hug for your mom and something for him. Choose a masculine floral bouquet or a houseplant for his desk. Guys love flowers too. Lafayette Florist is your one-stop Valentine's Day shop. Add a finishing touch with balloons, plush bears, and gourmet chocolates. We deliver next door and all around the world. Order now to reserve your Valentine's Day flowers. Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Contact us at 303-665-5555 or www.lafayetteflorist.com and we'll help you express your love. Happiness guaranteed. And we are back taking your phone calls and talking about whatever it is you want to talk about regarding plants. Plants that you've seen online somewhere, uh, plants that you dreamed about last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to know if that something like that really exists? Because we dream about plants, too. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course we do. <laughs> yeah. And Where do it, you think all the good ideas come from? <laughs> you write it all down when we wake up in the morning. <laughs> you have to do that real quick, though, I find. I know. Yeah, yes. like 10 seconds after you, you're up, psh, gone. Do you dream in color? Yes. Me too. I didn't used to. Really? Now I do, yeah. Yeah, I do. And I, I now know when I'm dreaming. I, when, how do I phrase this? When I'm dreaming, I know that I'm dreaming. Okay. I mean, there's another piece of my consciousness that says, this is a dream. 
Yeah. Don't get too caught up in it. So <laughs> okay. do you try to direct it then? <laughs> I, that doesn't work real well. Oh, okay. It's, it's somewhat, but not well. Okay. Yeah. And when it gets really nasty, I just turn over. <laughs> and it all disappears. Yeah. It goes away. It's like an etch sketch. <laughs> Very much like that. <laughs> oh, dear. I did find I can't sleep on my back. <clears throat> oh, God, when, no. I, when I do that, <clears throat> something happens inside my mouth and tongue and stuff. Uh-huh. And I, I, I find I'm apparently getting oxygen deprived. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, I start having nightmares. Ooh. Yeah. And I don't like that. That's when I turn on my side. <laughs> it goes away. <laughs> well, appar- our, our dogs sleep with us. And <clears throat> apparently when I start to snore, they don't like it. <laughs> what do they do? They come and paw my face. <laughs> <laughs> They're sharp claws. Yeah, they are. <laughs> my wife has gone over to the dark side. What? We're not talking about plants here, folks. It's just life in general. Uh, our cat sleeps, has been sleeping in our bed at night. Uh-huh. Now, you've got to know people. My wife, all, my, all our 40-some years of being married, has been allergic to any animal that has hair. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> that doesn't matter what kind of Horses, <laughs> sheep, uh, cats, dogs, <clears throat> hamsters, the whole nine yards. So we got this cat that we didn't want to keep, but that's another long story. But anyway, we kept the cat and have always put it out on our porch at night i mean it's enclosed and it's heated so you know, it's okay then she decided what would it do if we left it inside at night because we don't want to jumping up on the shelves and knocking stuff off and but it didn't seem to do that much lately so we tried it and immediately <laughs> it came to the bed <laughs> and now one of the times when we're getting ready for bed he jumps in the bed he's ready I think it's kind of funny that you said that you decided to keep the cat. Yeah. That, that cat is keeping you. Well, that's true, too. Actually, I didn't decide to keep him. My wife did, because she's the one that has to deal with the allergies. Yeah. And at night, the cat comes up and bangs his head into your bed. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> oh, life has changed for us. Yeah, no it's, kidding. Uh, you know, anybody has an animal, life changes. My dogs try to, I think I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely positive now that my dogs try to push me off the bed at night. They just keep snuggling up harder and mm-hmm. harder and harder. And <clears throat> I keep shoving over and, and I found myself right on the edge. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, I, it happens. To get up, move the dogs, and then yeah. get back into bed. I wouldn't have thought that with your dogs because your dogs are, are, my cat's bigger than your dogs. <laughs> well, that's probably <laughs> true. But there are some dogs that are leaners. Yes, the, these are both... Rottweilers are leaners. Oh, okay. They come up and, you know, if, if they're friendly, you start petting it. It, it leans against your leg and, and moves you. That's a good sign. That's a, that's a good sign. Why? It's an, uh, an affection sign. <laughs> according, to the, according to the dog... Um, a dog manual? The dog manual <laughs> of body language. Oh, okay. I've been looking for one of those for the cat. haven't found it yet. Oh, okay. I don't think there is one. <laughs> wouldn't make any difference (laughs) hey the phone number here if you want to talk about something other than cats and dogs is 303-477-2473 i'm doing a lot of propagating in my house i don't know about you jim no not yet no i'm probably growing things yeah on back porch i have like two over like 200 plants i have to put in in my front garden oh wow yeah 
these are plants that are <laughs> way past being planted. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> I didn't get it done last spring. Okay. And I've been hoping for some snow so I can get some wet soil. soil. And I think we're there Snoil? Snoil, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd have some wet soil. Yeah. So anyway, the agaves are <laughs> way overgrown. Oh, dear. <laughs> these tiny little pots. So we'll see if it makes it or not. Got a couple more months to go. Now, when you, re- when you plant them out in the yard, since they're overgrown, yep. they're going to be root-bound. Oh, I suspect they are. Yeah. What do you do about I, that? Nothing. Nothing? Not any garbage, no. I'll drill a hole, and I hope I get them out of the pot easy enough. And uh, drop them in the hole and walk away. Okay. You don't try to now, detangle them? Yeah, untangle them. No, I don't do that. Okay. Not on the garbage and yuccas, no. They seem to put up with it. Well, you've given me a number of agaves and yuccas over the years. Yes. You want more? <laughs> yeah, I don't have any more place to put them that they would actually like. Because they, they prefer kind of a well-drained yeah. situation. I mean, I... I Full sign. That's all, that's all I yeah. care about. Oh, okay. I think it'll take just about any soil. Well, yeah, but you, you don't water. And see, I no. do. Yeah. And the parts of my garden that are still available <laughs> yeah, true. for planting are... Fairly clayy. They're a heavier mm-hmm. soil. Yeah. I think you should try them anyway. I think okay. you'll find that they, they do work. All right. I'll plant them right near the edge of the sidewalk where the neighbor's dog tends to come and whiz. Yeah, where those pointy leaves will yeah. <laughs> deter them, <laughs> yeah. I think. Uh. I, I can't believe that, though. I mean, we live on a corner lot, and a lot of people walk their dogs uh, as they're going out to the open space to do their w- daily walks, and they let the dogs just whiz on my yard. I know. I just find that extremely rude, inconsiderate, we disrespectful. Know, we know two guys who live in a <coughs> homeowners association place with lots of rules. Yeah. Lots of rules. Of course, you have to pick up after your dog, uh-huh. and if and you have to take a spray bottle of water with you. So when your dog whizzes, you have to spray that area with water t- to dilute it. Huh. That's part of the rules. Really? Yeah. I don't think I'd want to go that far. I would just prefer that you wait until you know another couple of minutes until you get to the open space area they used to make signs that said curb your dog yeah well nobody knows what that means no they don't but then it all gets washed down into the into the streams that's not a good thing either Uh, i don't know at least they don't leave piles that that i appreciate but but, uh, i've learned that in certain areas along the sidewalk i have to plant about two feet back yeah if i want something to survive hmm Cactus. Which, which really kind of ticks me off because I'm paying taxes on that all that square footage. <laughs> and probably watering it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, not, would not have thought about that. Maybe you can deduct it on your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, we can't deduct uh, anything anymore. No, no. Oh, let's see. What else is going on? Um, oh, my ferns. The, the ferns I've been starting from spores, mm-hmm. they're starting to be ready to transplant into individual containers. Cool. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. So I'm experimenting with different things, different growing medias. And um, do I put them under LEDs or do I put them under fluorescent? Do I put them on a heat mat? Do I yeah. not put them on a heat mat? So I'm trying different things to see what is the optimal uh, G- gives me the optimal growth. That's a good idea. Well, we'll see. We'll see how good an idea <laughs> it is. 
one of those has to be has to work out well. Yeah, I would think. You growing any different species ferns this year? No, just I, I just <coughs> uh, Japanese painted fern and okay. some male fern, and both of which I collected out of my own yard. Um, last year when I did it, I learned very quickly that you have to let the the little baby ferns in the seed pots get to a certain size mm-hmm. before you start popping them out or pricking them out, as they say. Yeah into individual pots. There's a, there's a minimum size that they have to get to to be viable yeah. when you move them like that. And they don't all do that at the same time. No. It's just very sporadic. So you've got to keep the seed pot going and then, and then just move them out as they get to the optimal size. And I, I found that they need to have at least three fronds several inches long. And once they get to that point... Then they have enough roots to support themselves. They seem to be able to, to live after that. But we well, good to know. Should I start doing that myself? If I did that, I probably, <clears throat> I did send you a link, I think, to some places that sells fern spores. I know. I have that. I downloaded <laughs> it onto my desktop, right. and I've been studying it. Yeah. That, that's a, I would think, I don't know, I have no idea what they cost, but a cheap way to get a lot of it's not expensive ferns. it's not expensive and they tell you how many spores you get and i'm thinking how do you count them um, how on earth do you count <coughs> fern spores they're tiny i don't know but i'll bet there's a trick to doing that there probably is but um dryopterus is one of the genuses that i've, I've really been focusing on and, and the reason I can remember that is my, my garden for ferns is, I mean, I, I water on a regular basis during the summer months mm-hmm. and so forth to, for my general perennials and that sort of thing um, to keep everybody nice and happy <coughs> and healthy. And, and, but I'd still consider my garden to be a dry garden for ferns. Yeah. You know, because ferns are going to want to stay moist. In my, in my mind, ferns want to be moist all the time. Probably true. So... The genus Dryopteris had really caught my attention. That's male fern and uh, lady fern and, and, and a number of others. Um, the first three letters of the name, D-R-Y, Dryopteris. There you go. Gives you a, a clue right there. Uh, These will take much drier conditions mm-hmm. than a lot mm-hmm. of other ferns. And they just thrive in my yard, which I'm really tickled about because I <laughs> love ferns. <laughs> we have a, a number of na- uh, native ferns. Yes. That uh, are, you would have to consider them dry growing uh-huh. compared to back east where things are moist all the time. Um, they're not real big. No. But uh, they're, they're cute. They're really nice. Mm-hmm. Chylanthes Ky- is a whole group of them. They're very, very nice. Well, then there, there are some that grow in crevices around seeps and that yep. sort of thing. Yeah, that, that too. That are larger. Um, you got any seeps in your yard? I do. All right. They're artificial, but they're, it's there. As long as, as, long as it's. As long as you have rock and water, Mm -hmm. that's all you need. Yep, exactly. All right, uh, what we have now is a phone call. And uh, Breck is on the line from Broomfield. Good morning, Breck. Good morning, Jim. And Keith. Good morning, Keith. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) I uh, wanted to talk to you guys about my colorblind self. Okay. And um, the attractive thing to me about growing things in my yard is the particular shape and then going along with my personality and character i like the oddball shapes okay so i'm attracted to mullen 
Oh, yeah, that is a nice plant. And so Mullen has this thing. It's got a spiky presence to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. it yes, there are many species. They all have spiky appearance, yep. Yeah. Now, is it true that they, they're they only active every two years in terms of, of growing any flowers or no. pots? Or no. no, there are some perennial varieties. What you're referring to is the biennial types where they grow a foliage rosette one year and then they bloom the next year and set seed and die. Um, uh, whereas there okay. are some perennial verbascums, especially the more ornamental ones that are grown a lot in people's perennial beds that um, don't behave that way. Um, now hit me again, Keith, with verbascum. How about, what a perennial verbascum. Verbascum about, is the Latin name of mullen. Mullen oh. is the common name. Okay. And that just refers to the whole group. It's like saying petunia. Well, there's lots of kinds of petunias, right? And right. So that's the same with mullins. And so you go to the Latin name verbascum, and when you look that up on Mr. Google, you'll find out all kinds of different species to, to play with and hybrids that get lots of different heights, lots of different colors, different growth forms, uh, and some are just as wacky as you are. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was fishing that for. That was a compliment, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, now, when I go into Tagawas to describe what I'm looking for, see, I have to impress them with because I can't do the color thing and yeah. whatever. So mm-hmm. if I'm understanding you right, I'm not going to ask for perennial verbascum. I'm sure. going to just say mullen, right? No, I would ask for the perennial verbascum. Yeah. Okay, okay. Gosh. Yeah, I don't know that they're stuff. all... Yeah, I don't know that the, the other species we're talking about, I don't know that the common name for those is mullen. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Um, last week we talked about menzelia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was a, a uh, I think, Jim, you were come through with it's a 10-petal blazing star. Yes, de- decapetala, yes. And then... Is it some kind of form of lily or something? Because you said it bloomed uh, toward the evening. Yes, or? they they are all evening bloomers. Uh, mm. In my experience, they bloom at different times of the evening. Some come out way before the sun goes down, and others come out at, at various hours. Now, having said that, I don't think you're going to find but one, maybe two species in a garden center. And they hate. Why being is that? Because I noticed. Keith chimed in with saying how hard they were to grow from seed. Well, yeah, they're they're all seed grown, and the seed is really not available for all the other species, even though they're native to Colorado. You might be able to find it on the internet to get some seed, if you trust yeah. the source. Because <clears throat> huh. I've seen <laughs> I've seen where people are advertising orchid seeds, <laughs> <laughs> and then they, you end up getting a package of sunflower seed. But, um, yeah, you got to be. I just find that most garden centers don't carry menzelia because they don't like being in a pot. They don't like being transplanted. They don't like being moved around. They don't like being overwatered at all. So they're they're best sown directly where you want them to grow. And you might try an outfit called Western Native Seed. Western Native Seed. Yeah, Western Native Seed. Uh, That's an operation out of. 
Oh, somewhere along US 50 in southern Colorado. Okay. I forget the name of I Co- found you Cotopaxi, guys' comments on that that Blazing Star uh, pretty compelling because my uh, companion and I were going to go up to that uh, it's National Prairie Park up there around uh, Fort Morgan and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pawnee uh, National Grassland. Yeah. Pawnee, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it was, sorry. And um, there's a an astrological club up there, an astronomy club, I'm sorry. And uh, they meet in the park up there and look at the stars yep. during the summer. And yeah, thought, you're, oh, you're far enough great. away from cities that you don't get Yeah, the it's got one of those light. nighttime uh, thing where there's no lights. Yes. Whoop, what happened? We just lost everybody. Oh, that's too bad. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll call back. Yeah, please call back. Uh, yeah, uh, for we some were, reason, we lost... Everybody that was on hold. Yeah. That was okay. Where, well, we were talking about menzelias. Yeah, we can. We were talking about menzelias in the one in particular, menzelia decapetala. That's 10 petal menzelia. Menzelia is the common name. And, um, no, that's not the common name. Well, one of the. Uh, I use it as a common name. Yeah, you do. Blazing <laughs> Star is the name, is a general name for, I think, all of them. Yeah. Because they kind of look like blazing stars. And they're just various sizes. They're all. Yellow, yellow, white. And is Breck back on? Okay, Breck. Um, I think I think the Menzelia is a great choice for you because being colorblind, uh, they're pretty much all white. There, there is a yellowish one. One called Levacolis from yeah. California. It's not hard to hear, but um, Melacolis. Levacolis. L A. L A E V. Colis. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> But the I, cool thing yeah. about those light colors, like white <clears throat> and the real pale yellows, and opening at night, they really stand out at night. And you, you, it's a great thing to have night-blooming plants, especially in the white color range for evening and uh, evening viewing and that sort of thing, because they really stand out. Whereas plants that have blue or red, um, you know, purple flowers, they just sort of disappear when the sun goes down. Yep. I do my best. I have other visual infirmities, so I do my best at night. So I was really attracted when I heard you guys talking about that stuff. I was, like, really interested in maybe getting some cultivating going on that area. There's some uh, Uh, Nicotianas, too, that you ought to look at. One of them is the Nicotiana sylvestris, which is a tall, flowering tobacco. And it'll get up six feet tall and has white flowers that are extremely fragrant, especially at night. And then there's some smaller-growing Nicotianas that will be fragrant yeah. at night, too, but will come in those light white and very pale pink colors uh, that are really easy to see in the evening and at night. I think we got a, I think we got a market going here, Keith, because everybody with macular degeneration like me would love to be out at night finally being able to see because the sun kills your eyesight yeah. during mm-hmm. the day, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're out there, you know, getting your getting a good fill of blazing star and such like that. So I'm yeah, do that. And Thank a lot you. of those white flowering plants that bloom at night um, yeah. are fragrant. To attract a pollinator, because they're not using color to attract a pollinator. They're using scent to attract a night pollinator. 
I'm so glad I call you guys. I learn more stuff, you know. <laughs> and there are my a bunch companion, of My companion goes, you've been listening to that garden show again, yeah, haven't again. you? Again. Yeah. yeah. There are a number of other night-blooming perennials and annuals as well. We just named, what, two or three here. Mm-hmm. There used Do you to have be a any big... that are like that uh, Nicosia Sylvester you were talking yep. about that mm-hmm. are tall and big so I can find them and stuff yes. like that? Yes. <laughs> You'll find this one. It's... It's pretty. It's pretty big. Okay, okay. Uh, one last question, if I could. Sure. Uh, lady, lady, last week was talking about something called a hellivore. Yes. yes. What was that? I kind of missed that. How, how do you? That's speak? a I wonderful. Got the, I got the pronunciation right. Hellivore. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. H e l l a b o r e. And what is? What exactly was that? Oh, some people call them um, Christmas rose. It's not a rose. Um, other people, well, they're what, Easter or what's? Uh, the, Lenten the, rose. Yeah, Lenten, Lenten rose. rose. That's yeah. another name. Yeah. Uh, they're, no, they're not roses, though. They're, they're perennials. They have uh, thick, leathery, beautiful evergreen leaves. They, they'll, the, fla- the plants will get up. Most of them are in the 1 foot to 16 inch range. And they bloom very early, like my Christmas rose, Hellebore Niger, is blooming right now. It's been blooming since Christmas outside. And it has, it has pure white, just gorgeous flowers. And then Do they have thorns? No. No. They? No, they're, okay. like I said, they're not a rose. Oh, okay. I don't know why they call them a rose, but they're not. Yeah. But that's All what right. you get when you deal with common names. And then, the, then there's... Um, Hellebore, Helleborus orientalis, and those bloom. Those will be the the Lenten rose, and they bloom as it, the name kind of describes later in the spring, and they'll come in lots of different colors. They even they even come in yellow, mm-hmm. and surprisingly, there are a number of of uh, cultivars of yellow ones that are really good yellow. Which I find surprising, considering what the rest of them are. Now, considering your situation, I don't know that that's going to be a great plant for you because they bloom close to the ground, and oftentimes the leaves obscure the flowers. So most people who uh, grow them that want to see the flowers <coughs> actually end up cutting all the last year's leaves off so that the flowers stand out. But um, <coughs> it's, it's an interesting plant. I try and stay away from hot, excuse me, hand-eye coordination type stuff. So okay, uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll stay away from that one. But uh, I'm going to brush up on my scientific names for things, and I like to walk into the garden, the different garden shops, and encounter the people that work there. But I'm, you know, limited because I can't describe it by usually color or shape. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so I. I have to lay down, and then, and then they mistakenly think I'm intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the people you find in the perennial section do know the Latin name and the common name. Ah, cool. But Lat- you, Latin names are really, really helpful. Yeah. Well, you guys keep your shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. I will indeed. You too, Breck. Thank you, Breck. Take care. Uh, bye-bye. All right, we'll take a break. We're going to come back after that right here on Legends A10. 
Advertise your product or service with the Garden Wise Guys, the most listened to radio gardening show in Colorado since 1994. Radio talk show hosts Keith Funk and Jim Borland are dedicated to supporting and promoting independent businesses and the products and services you sell. The reason for their success is they help their advertisers. This is a destination show every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m., simulcasting on both a.m. and f.m. People are gardening in larger numbers than ever, and radio advertising is timely, adaptable, targeted, and affordable. Listeners can catch the show at home, in the car, at work, and at play. On the radio, computer, or mobile device, the radio is there. Today's competitive marketplace demands an active medium, and that's radio, capable of stirring emotion, creating demand, and selling your product or service. Contact the Garden Wise Guys now. Email thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. Thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. Plants in general are good for the soul, and many studies show people are healthier and happier when surrounded by plants. You will find a nice selection of house plants and some great pots to add interest to your decor at Jared's Nursery and Garden Center. House plants not only add beauty to your living space, they make it healthier by removing toxins and pollutants from the air in your home. Spider plants, philodendron, dracaena, and peace lilies are just some of the common plants that can be great air purifiers. If you're having trouble with existing plants, the staff at Jared's can help you determine the problem and recommend a solution. Maybe the only good thing about COVID is that it resulted in many new gardeners. Jared's has a great selection of seeds, including heirloom and many unusual varieties of flowers and vegetables, tomatoes, peppers, sunflowers, zinnias, and others. Check out their website, jaredsgarden.com, for classes beginning February 5th to help as you plan for spring. Jared's Nursery and Garden Center is located on West Bulls Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Winter hours are 9 to 5, 7 days a week. They thank you for your support in 2021 and look forward to serving you in 2022. And we are back. We're going to take your phone calls. I wanted to follow up on something I thought was really interesting uh, we're talking about. How do, how do people measure fern spores? Because mm. they're real. I mean, they're, they're finer than dust. Oh, they're tiny. So I don't know how you measure it so that you get 20 in a package and don't breathe because <laughs> they'll just fly away and i hope they don't put them in glassine envelopes because they stick to the side oh and yeah, you can't, yeah you know i hate that when they yeah. do that Jeez. anyway i felt i used to work for uh bread petunias mm. now petunia seeds considerably larger than fern spores but they're still really tiny seeds yeah and they used to sell seed and they're trying to figure out how many you know whatever the price is per hundred how do you count out a hundred he made, he made little scoops out of lead. Okay. And he, and he practiced and practiced until he got the right side, and the one scoop was 100 seeds. Okay. And that's what he used. Well, that makes sense. And he made scoops for various, because some petunia seeds larger than other, and so he made all kinds of scoops. Interesting. Yeah. Out of lead. Out of lead, because it's, you know, malleable. Malleable, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I thought our conversation with Breck earlier, and then I'll get right back out to the phones here, is Latin name versus common name. And if you're using common names, that's great, but sometimes it can cause confusion because common names vary from one part of the country and one mm -hmm. part of the world to another and can refer to completely different plants than what you might be asking mm -hmm. for. So it's always nice to be able to back up a common name if you need more specificity with a Latin name. And I noticed in the... the the UK shows that gardening shows that I like to watch because they can grow some really amazing things yeah. there. That's all they use. 
Or Latin names. Latin names. Yep. They don't even call them maples maples. They call them acers. Acers. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, everything is Latin. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> I just really appreciate that <laughs> so much. And even on their, when they, when they subtitle, when the, when the host is talking about a particular yeah. plant, and they'll subtitle <coughs> it with what it is, yep. they'll have common and Latin and name. And Latin name there. That's, mm-hmm. that's very handy. Yes. It is. Yeah, walk into a, into a garden center and ask for primrose. What? Which one? Yeah, well, which one? I mean, there's <laughs> primrose is primula. That's uh-huh. the Latin name, mm-hmm. and you can see where primrose comes from. That, but there are other things called primrose. They're not anywhere close to being related to no to primulas. Well, like Christmas rose, it's not a rose. No, it's no. a hellebore. All right, and and, and the Menzelia decapetala. A lot of times, the the Latin name is descriptive, in that. Right, deca deca petal deca is ten, and petal is petals. Uh huh. So Mm -hmm. ten petals. So it's a ten petal blazing star. Boom! I just laid some knowledge on you, boy. (laughs) Drop your mic now, (laughs) (laughs) or hold your beer. I don't know which one. There you go. (laughs) But there are other things out there called blazing stars. Well, that's true. Liatris is often called blazing blazing star star there too. Yeah. So and and those two can grow together. By the way, yeah, they can. And they look great together, yes, too, by the way. Yes, they do. Yeah. That's why God made them like that. Is that right? So they look good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean, can we go on out to the phones? Do we have time? Okay, let's go out and talk to Pauline. Good morning, Pauline. <clears throat> good morning. Happy New Year. Happy, well, Happy New, New Year. Happy New Year to you. Now, just as a warning, we may get to the top of the hour before we're done with our call, so we'll put you on hold and then continue after the top of the hour, okay? And. And Pauline, before we get started, I want to waste a little bit of time here. Did, did you have a nickname when you were growing up? I'm afraid so. Oh, it was. In <laughs> <laughs> and you're not telling me, so I probably shouldn't ask. <laughs> I was named after a cartoon character. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Cookie in the Dagwood newspaper. Oh, I think Cookie. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like that. I was I was thinking that you would have been called Paul. No, it's my name is Tallene. It's spelled with a T. Oh, with a T. Oh, I'm okay. sorry, Tallene. That tall. That's that doesn't work. Yeah. So I like Cookie. Yeah, I like Tallene too. So, what's your question for us today, Tallene? It's about my ZZ plants. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have three pots, and each pot has like three or four uh-huh. stems, and they are beautiful. But why does one stem have bulge at the bottom? Oh, yeah, they develop that swollen, yep. um, I call it like a pseudobulb almost, that swollen base. That's normal. But what is it? It's just a water storage mechanism. Oh, okay. Well, I wondered. I thought, you know, I, I know it's healthy. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't think anything was wrong with it. Now, do you have three in one plant or one pot, or do you have three pots? Three pots. Okay. It sounds Maybe. like you're collecting them. How <laughs> I bought it, and it had that many parts. Okay. Well, hold on for us in just a second. We'll put you on hold for a minute. we got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back, okay? Okay. And a quick break. It is right here on Legends 810. 